Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. Jesus assures his disciples that he will be with them always, and as we prepare to send off our graduates, we want to invite them to know part of us will always be with them, just as they are leaving part of who they are with us. This is an invitation, then, to consider what it looks like to lean into who we are, whose we are, and how we are called to lean into that identity in every stage or phase of our lives. Let us continue to grow in these ways as we heed Jesus' invitation to love God, to keep God's commandments, and to trust in the spirit of truth that is with us always. In this week's message of the week, we celebrate achievements. We honor all graduates in our community and remember how God has led us with his light to do great things for his glory. Here is the First Church message of the week. been leaving the light on for a long time. You might think maybe it would start flickering or get tired of lighting the way. Maybe take a day off from welcoming weary travelers with a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain. Nope, still burning brightly. I'm Tom Baudet from Motel 6 and we'll leave the light on for you. have more than one person looking at me very confused that you're watching commercials and worship today. Sometimes God is about the unexpected, and I don't know about you, but I've always really loved these series of Motel 6 commercials. I just love the idea that there is someone somewhere that always leave the light, leaves the light on for us, that we never are anywhere that we are alone or in the dark. And so as we think about the light of God that is always on and with us, we're going to come back to that idea in a few moments. But first, won't you pray with me? Faithful God, whose presence is abundant and who draws us together this day, may you help us to be fully present in this time as we open our ears to listen for your voice in the clear silence and in our busyness. May you open our eyes that we might see you more clearly in our midst and our hearts that we might love you more deeply. As you rid us from any and all distractions so that all that we see and hear and know and feel and speak are of you. Amen. So one of my favorite things to talk about when I talk about the gift of faith and how God is at work in our lives is how God is always with us. How no matter where we go or what we do, God is always not even just with us, but maybe advocating for us, walking alongside us, calling us and inviting us to do and to be and to act in ways that reflect the love that God first gives to us. And yet, as often as maybe I talk about these ways that God calls us to do things faithfully or to act in specific ways, I think that it's important we recognize that God calls us in other ways sometimes too. Like when we are called to take time away to just be. That's why today, as we have reflected over the weekend, this weekend especially, about specific achievements or celebrating our graduates or other things that we have done or reasons that we have to celebrate, I want to invite you not just to be, as we are called to some action, but to instead just to pause 
to not think about the reaction or re, uh, or interaction or response that God might be inviting you to, but to celebrate not by planning the next thing we're going to do or uh, to think about how you're going to spend your afternoon for those of us who are already distracted, right? But to just find ways to be present, to know that whatever that next thing is that we're waiting for, it'll be here soon enough. But Jesus invites us to be present in the moment that is here as well. And in the scripture reading I want to share for us today, Jesus does exactly that. And so I want to invite you to listen for Jesus' invitation to be fully present as I read from the Gospel of John in the 14th chapter, beginning in verse 15, in which Jesus says to us, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Here ends our scripture reading today. Now, Jesus says a lot in this passage, but I love how he opens with the basic reminder, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. But he doesn't stop there. Not only is that an invitation of what to do, but then he goes on to assure us of how to be, as he assures us that he will be with us. And that God will be with us in other ways, too because there is nothing we will ever have to do alone, these words promise us. Because God, our Father, will give us an advocate whom we know is the Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit will be with us forever. Forever means that God has been with us in every moment that leads up to today, in every moment that is yet to come, and thanks be in this moment here and now as well. That's a great comfort, isn't it? to know that our God abides in us and around us, that God is in every place we will ever find ourselves. And so it makes me wonder a bit, when is the last time that you were able to take time to be mindful and to just be with God, to just be present with you and God in the place in life that you find yourself? to let the presence of God that is here with us this day and every day to just kind of soak in, to let it speak to you and to remind you that you're never alone because as Jesus says, he abides with you and will be in you. Taking time to just be in this way is important because otherwise it's easy, I think, to let this gift pass us by. 
I know that I can't be the only one who has ever let this gift pass by unintentionally. And it makes me think of if anyone else has ever been really hyper-focused on maybe you're watching a show or a movie, maybe you're sitting and reading a book that you're really engrossed in, maybe you're working really hard or staring at your computer, maybe you're death scrolling on your phone. I don't know. Whatever you're doing, have you ever been so caught up in this thing that's in front of you that you become oblivious to the world around you? And then the next thing you know, this room that you thought you were in alone, you you hear a voice that's suddenly standing right beside you and you all but jump out of your own skin because it frightens you because you're so focused on one thing that you're oblivious to the world around you. Anybody ever had that happen to you? I wonder how our lives might be different if we were present like that with God. I wonder what it would be like for us to have that kind of intentional focus and presence with God. I also wonder how often we are present and focused on other things that maybe the one who's right there beside us that we've missed was God all along. And we keep forgetting to invite him to come along on our journey with us. Maybe you, like me, have had moments in your life when we forget that God wants to come and be a part of our lives. Making time to come, to be present with God, to be mindful of God's presence in our lives, it allows us and it allows God to pour those gifts into our lives, the tangible ones right alongside the intangible ones. You know, those gifts like comfort or grace, peace and love, assurance, gifts that are only found when we invite God into our lives, when we allow God's presence to be abundant. A few years ago, when I was living in North Dakota, I remember going to a community event where there were, I think, seven or eight speakers for the day, and they were area leaders who had come to share about some of their wisdom and all that they have learned as leaders in our community. And hi, if I'm honest, I don't remember most of the speakers that day. Uh, they had a lot to say, and maybe a little ironically, as someone who talks a lot, I the only one I remember is the one who said the least. <laughs> the person that I remember that day, her name was Nicole Ray. She was an artist from the community. And she led us that day, not by telling us what was life-giving, not by pouring her wisdom into us, but instead by showing us, by inviting us into it. Now, most of the people there, myself included, were all dressed in, you know, business attire. And I remember being surprised as she stepped onto stage, surprised in a good way, mind you, that she stepped onto stage that day with everyone around her in suits in yoga pants and with bare feet. And I remember thinking, gosh, the confidence of just doing your own thing in that moment, right? As she spread her yoga mat out on the floor, I thought, what is she doing? And then front and center, I remember how she spoke only two words in the first minute she was with us as she said, cue music. As the music started, eventually she began to speak with her movements as she offered a meditation that we in the audience weren't sure if we were observing or being invited into. If either way, she absolutely had our attention as we hung on her every word. There weren't very many, but eventually her words turned into statements that began with two words. I am. 
my mind wandered to the great I am. At that time in the church I was leading, we were doing a series on God, the great I am, and all that Jesus proclaims to be. But as I fell back into her words, I don't remember all of her statements, but she said things like, I am brave. I am authentic. I am determined. I am devoted. I am enough. I am grounded, she went on. I'm prepared. I'm connecting. I am practicing practicing. She emphasized it over and over again. I am practicing. Practicing living in to these truths that she sought to embody of being brave and authentic and determined and actually believing that she really is enough. I am practicing. What do you need to practice? Who are you practicing becoming? How are we practicing specifically in our faith? Because here and now in this season of life that is full of transitions, whether it's graduations or seasons or something else entirely, here and now in this season of life, When is the last time you sought to simply practice being present with God? Now, practicing, of course, being present with God can take a lot of different forms, from obvious things like gathering and worship, as we have today, to prayer or meditation or reading scripture. Maybe there's other things that do it for you like they do for me. I know that this summer, I hope to spend a lot of time riding my bike around the lake as I listen for God's voice, or maybe on a rainy or too windy day, coloring in a coloring book because it brings me joy and it's easy to pray for a different thing with every color that changes hand. How are you called or invited or practicing looking for God in and around your life? And if you aren't already, I wonder what some life-giving changes you might bring into your life, maybe even in small increments at first, in order that you might learn to practice slowing down and being more present. Are there things that can help you to be more fully present with God? Not to accomplish anything, not to pray for something specific, but to simply practice being present as we remember that God is with us. How are we practicing our faith together? One of the ways, one of the gifts of being able to practice our faith is the reminder that we don't have to do it alone. We don't have to go searching for our God because our God is with us all the time. As we practice our faith together with lights behind us, we give thanks because we know that we have a God whose light is always shining, who has, in fact, left the light on for us. Which is an intentional, albeit silly, reference to the video we watched a few minutes ago, right? But how great is it to know that when we wander, we'll always be able to find our way back? Right? Electricity waste aside, I have always loved that slogan from Motel 6 that will leave the light on for you. 
Because for me, it is reminiscent of the gift of community that never lets us down, that reminds us that we are never lost, never forgotten, never without a place to go. The doors will never be shut because we know that the light and love of God are lights that don't flicker, that doesn't take a break, that doesn't go out. And perhaps especially important to reminder, to remember in those moments when it feels like darkness is bountiful, we know that God's light still shines, even if we can't see it. Because we know that God's love for and presence with you is one that burns brightly. God will always leave the light on for you. And so I wonder today if you are looking for that light, if you are making room for that light, if you are finding ways to be present in the midst of it, to find shelter or refuge or safety or comfort, to find hope or peace or love that we can share. Because sometimes being present in these ways, sometimes it's going to feel simple and life-giving, like when we see the light shining around us on a bright summer day that feels like perfection with bright blue skies, right? But other times we know that it can be difficult. Maybe as difficult at times in our worst of moments, it feels like finding that proverbial needle in a haystack. But no matter how it feels, we can know that we are never alone, that Jesus will never abandon you, that the light will always be left on for you by the one who is the light of the world. Because I will not leave you orphaned, Jesus promises us. I am coming to you. Wherever you are, Jesus says, I am coming with and to you. And so may we find hope in this assurance that God is and always will be with us, that God will always come to us no matter where we are or what we have done or what we have failed to do. And may we give thanks for this assurance that we are beloved beyond measure, that there is nothing that we can do to change that. And let us find ways to practice leaning into these gifts and into God's presence as we find ways to practice being with God, who will always leave on the lights of grace and of hope and of mercy and of love. Let's pray together. Faithful, loving, and present God, we give thanks for the ways that you are with us in our coming and in our going in our assurances and in our questions. May you be with us this day as we seek to faithfully follow you and to share your love with those we meet. May your light shine brightly within and around us as we give thanks that your light will always shine brightly. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.